all budget, all the time, on this episode of Grove Unleashed. Hey, this is State Representative Seth Grove. Welcome to another edition of Grove Unleashed. Joining me, as always, is Anders Toman and Chuck. Hey, Chuck. How are you? I'm doing well, Anders. How are you? Just fine. Are you taking care of district office disputes? Oh, I am the dominator of district office disputes. You know, I ran into someone that actually listens to this podcast, which I think we're probably the most popular podcast in House Republican Caucus. We are. We are the most listened to House Republican podcast. So... And we only uh, do this assembled. like every other two weeks, unlike some people that like do it every week and have diminishing return on their value because <laughs> they're just not good. But Maybe if they didn't do so many movie reviews um, and actually talked about, you know, politics, politics or what's happening in the government, you know, maybe, maybe more people would maybe. listen to it. But I did get a request of more Chuck. I enjoy right. it. They want more Chuck. Was oh. Chuck the one that listens to this podcast that made that request? It's not. I don't actually don't ever download them. Right. I don't. I don't ever listen to myself either, so. I do, just so I can cringe really? at my voice. But, no. yeah. I uh, I fire and forget, man. <laughs> fire and forget. That's how I roll podcasts. You know, Chuck, even you, videos. Like, even videos. Like, uh, if I'm on TV or I do an interview, you see yourself on TV? I'm like, no, I don't watch myself on TV. I don't want to watch. <laughs> I was there. I experienced it. It was a wonderful opportunity. I'm not reliving it. Moving on. <laughs> you do have a great radio voice, though. So this was a great career choice for you. I have the face for radio as well, so it works just fine. I didn't say that, but I did. Doesn't mean I disagree. (laughs) Ow. Burn. Burn. So, hey, we have an action-packed program for you today. All budget, all the time. Budget. Very good. It's the largest policy document we do. Spends a lot of your money. Money. It's all taxpayer money, uh, whether it's from the federal government or the state government. There is a, a lot of money, $45.2 billion. It was roughly um, 42.8 or something like that in state dollars. The other $3 billion were in federal dollars that we still had from all of that bailout money the federal government did, which is causing inflation. I think they're projecting, what, 10% inflation coming up? I, I, I not heard 9.1. Yeah, I heard it was well over 9, so... Headed in the um, wrong direction. Is it still mm-hmm. transitory? Are we still transitioning? No, no, it's Putin's. It's Putin. Putin inflation. I, I, I apologize. I don't get the DNC talking points of who we're blaming today on the destruction of our Well, economy. tomorrow it's going to be you. Grove's inflation. Grove. And we've it, already blamed the people who sell gas. Not the people who produce it, just sell it. Sell it, yeah. Price gouging, Putin, transitory... Has nothing to do with shutting down gas pipes, not drilling. Or like sixty percent of all the money in circulation being printed within the past eighteen months. Right. Oh my gosh. No, it's, it's all Seth Grove's fault. Probably. Some way. I'm it's sure. What happens when we unleash him? Unleash. <laughs> Oof. Anyway, so obviously there's there's a lot. Like we just talked about the economy, right? Major problem. Supply chain. Where was I driving? I was driving home from uh, my auto son's outdoor basketball game last night and there was a sign for harley they're hiring 35 dollars and 35 cents per hour electrician maintenance or something like that starting starting walk in electrician maintenance 35 35 an hour and they can't find people and we got martin's chips in our district we have uh the pixel. spring grove yeah the spring grove pixel paper company all hiring well over 20 dollars an hour right. All with signing bonuses, all great benefits. Rudders and sheets, I think, are at 17. 17. Yeah. So, I mean, like, jobs are still out there. 3535 is $73,000 a year. Starting. 
What am I doing here? Imagine overtime. Uh, guys? Yeah. I'm out. It was good seeing you. <laughs> it's been real. I won't be back. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it just blows my mind. I mean, you know, today's garbage day in my neighborhood. I'm pretty sure my garbage truck driver makes more than me. You could probably go get a CDL. I mean, you know, maybe I'm out. Hey, if um, I had to deal with your... I <laughs> mean, no, I mean, they, they um, the, the garbage... They have a hook. Like, you don't even get out of the truck. Mm. You sit in an air-conditioned truck, listen to your music, got a hook that goes out, you grab it, you dump it, and you put it back. Yeah, all you have to do is sit and in the truck and listen And when you put it down, to... it destroys the trash can. Yeah. And all you got to do is, like you said, sit in the truck and listen to Grove Unleashed. Right. And none, no other We can turn this into a garbage podcast. truck po- podcast. We could. We could. I just, I'm just saying, like, they're great jobs. Like, that is a great job. That's, remember that's when, probably, with overtime, a six-figure job. Remember when your teachers were always like, you need to do well in school or you're going to end up becoming a garbage man? Those garbage men get paid more than you do, Miss right. Teacher. Right. So, yeah. I would so, stop hating on them. It's a great gig. I mean, it's... And listen, they're hiring. You can go You can go work. And at one point, there was a very long waiting list to become a garbage man. Right. Yeah. The economy's bad. So, listen... Coming into this budget, our job was to improve this and try to better the lives of Pennsylvanians at the same time, fix this stuff. And listen, we have a boatload of money. We ended the fiscal year with, like, what, uh, close to $6 billion in a surplus, right, plus previous surpluses. Why is that occurring? Well, wage growth, right? Wage growth from inflation, competition in jobs because the government wants to keep people on welfare and government programs as long as they can. So income tax collections are up. What happens when you have 8 to 9% inflation constantly? Prices go up. So we're making money on sales tax because we're collecting more. So, you know, we have more money because of the inflation, which is also hurting our economy and stuff. So it's, it's, a, it's a weird vacuum. But we have to prepare because we are projected not to maintain this level. They are anticipating a recession coming up. So we have to be prudent on how we spend money. And a vacuum is a great word to describe that because at some point this pump of money is going to turn off. There's going to be nothing there, and it's all going to suck back in. We're going to have to fill this hole back up. That's why it was really smart that we put money back, record money back, right. for rainy day. Right. We've maxed out the rainy day fund at $5 billion. It's a constitutional limit. We also put money back, and it could be like projected based on where we think we're going to be at. It was about $3 billion. We could be as high as five if we hit some surpluses and stuff like that. So potentially it's $10 billion uh, we moved offline and not spend to prepare for potential future economic downturns. And we did some cool stuff. Like through the pandemic, we had to borrow money for unemployment. We, you know, we paid that back. Um, and if we didn't, we would have triggered actually a tax increase on those who are working. So we staved off tax increases for individuals, which was huge. In fact, there were tax cuts. Huge tax cuts, especially what? for businesses. What? Get out of here. We cut yeah, taxes great, in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Taxylvania cut taxes? Yeah, and they're using oh. this word that, that people don't hear around here. Historic tax cuts. Right. So we have, currently have the nation's, or one of the nation's highest corporate net income taxes. At one time, it was the highest. Luckily, we had dumber states like New Jersey raise theirs. <laughs> it is what it is. That's Fetterman's favorite vacation spot, I heard. Yeah, I heard. I heard yeah. he likes to go there as he shuts down businesses. Yeah. Huh, shocker. So we, we're currently at 9.99 starting in January because our, our, it's where our fiscal year runs July through June. Tax years are January, basically April. Everything has to be collected. Um, so this January, 
it'll drop by a full percentage point from 9.99 to 8.99. And then it's a half percentage point annually until 2031 when it hits 4.99%. That actually makes us competitive. Believe it or not, there's businesses that come here, look at that, and say, no, thank you. Pass. We're going we're gonna to go elsewhere. Do you know where they go? North Carolina. Great state of North Carolina. Shout out to my good friend Jason Sane. You see House Appropriations Chairman down there. And uh, he loves taking our businesses, our people, and our congressional seat. And you know what? It's war, Jason Sane, because we're coming after you now. We're going to get our congressional seat back. We're going to get our people back. And we're going to get our businesses back. Uh, but they're actually on their way to 0%, CNI. What? Yeah, they're down. I think they're down to like 2%. Under 3%. Yeah, they've been basically they did what we did earlier. So they're on the downhill trend. So, but we, we could be very competitive. I mean, listen, I'm sure there's people in New Jersey and New York that say we hate this socialist big government nanny states and we want to move to the land of freedom. We want lower taxes, better life. So come on in. Well, we're, we're, we are open and we will take you and uh, your family and you can go to our schools. You can just please enjoy. for the love of God. Do not make us like New York, New Jersey, and Maryland. Right. If you come here, we can't go. We, yeah. We're not going to go in that. We're not going to go in that direction. So that that's important. There were some other – like there was some – I don't like tax credits. Not a fan. There were some tax credits that were built into there. You know, ultimately, this is a negotiation with between 253 members of the General Assembly, the governor. So you need 102 votes in the House, 26 votes in the Senate. So um, there's stuff in there I, I – you know, I did not like, but it didn't overwhelmingly stop the good work on uh, the actual tax rate cuts. So hopefully we can peel back some of those um, egregious tax credits that really won't help anything. I mean, our entire economy has been predicated on tax credits for a number of years. And what's it done? Nothing. 9.1% inflation. Right. Hasn't. Well, that's that's national. I mean, for our state, hasn't grown jobs, hasn't grown a population, hasn't done any positive economics except for those politically connected that got the tax credits. Um, I'd rather benefit everyone. Uh, I think mm-hmm. we should be doing an income taxing cut next year. I know it's only 3.07, one of the lowest in the entire country, but you know what? Um, doesn't hurt to be best. Right. I like being number one. And uh, Arizona just cut their income tax. They had a progressive income tax. They cut it to a flat tax, and it's down to 2.5%. I believe so, Texas has a 0%. Zero. So does Florida. And people seem to like to go there and prosper. Hmm. Very weird. What else was there? More money for public schools. Obviously, Governor Wolf is uh, wanted uh, uh, over a billion dollars in new funding for public education. I think it was one point six billion for basic ed funding. Uh, we got that down to eight hundred and fifty million dollars. A historic increase, hundred fifty million dollar increase for EITC, our school choice plan for so education. Whether you want choice or public schools, benefited. One problem I did have with this, and it was brought up in I know it was brought up in negotiations. I'm not sure who stopped it or who didn't want to do it. But if you're doing eight hundred fifty million dollars to public schools, you should probably freeze property taxes. I'm pretty sure that covers any kind of increase any school district wants anywhere in the entire Commonwealth. So nobody should face a property tax increase this year because of that investment. But they didn't put a freeze in. Uh, Instead, they did $140 million in direct property tax relief through the property tax rent rebate program. So basically, Which only applies to seniors. Right. Seniors are those or low disabled. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like again, I'm not at the table. I don't negotiate this stuff. I don't know what transpired. But, you know, if you can do that much money into public education, you should probably actually benefit taxpayers and not do an increase. Uh, so school districts, if you're getting this money, 
you can actually reopen your budget until the end of July, state law, and you can rescind your tax increases. Hopefully some, some will do that. I ain't holding my breath. No, I'm not. I'm not holding my breath either. So um, that's some good stuff. Also, with education, um, we got rid of the charter regulations. That would really hurt um, school choice in this Commonwealth. So that was a that was a big win for school choice. So really, really proud of that. We did seven hundred million dollars for environmental improvement programs. This was kind of cool because we used federal dollars for this. Now they they initially wanted us to bond like a billion dollars or something like that for growing greener three and put all this money in. So it's a good because federal dollars are one time use. So you build them into your budget with recurring revenue. You now have shortfall next year. So by doing this with the federal dollars, you can help protect water quality. And, you know, we're under the Chesapeake Bay here in York County. Our townships, uh, sewer authorities have been under um, great costs to improve water quality. So hopefully this investment of $700 million will push back the EPA and the Chesapeake Bay Foundation mandates. Amazing, amazing how much burden falls on York and Lancaster County right there at the mouth of the Susquehanna going into the Chesapeake Bay where the rest of the state doesn't face nearly as much scrutiny. Well, I think they miss a simple fact that poop flows downhill, right? So what happens... There's a lot of poop in New York. Right. What happens north of us, and the other problem is there happens to be a dam (laughs) at the end there. So you have all this flowing down to us, and we get blamed for everything. Um, So one of the things I'm glad we did in York County... Lancaster has been county doing for a little while. They started doing water testing on our tributaries that are heading in to see if it's actually us. Now, I have a sneaky suspicion that it is not us that are doing that amount of pollution, but it's just condensing and compacting. Because, again, we have a kind of wingo dam. It's a hydrogen. Hydropower dam. Hydropower dam, yeah. So, I mean, it's. You know, there, there's old residue, there's, there's really bad stuff buried there. And the issue is, let's say you dig out all that bad stuff, you're now stirring it up and sending it, so do you let it sit and then you get whacked for having the contaminants being there? Um, it's really a no-win situation for us at, uh, in Pennsylvania. And then New York, you know, I think that had like a 10 million gallon sewage dump from a rainstorm maybe a year ago, and we'll find Pennsylvania for that. You know, I mean, it's... It's not fair. So I'm, I'm glad I'm glad we were responsibly using one-time funds to stuff and, and you know, benefit state parks. You know, they have uh, infrastructure improvements they've needed. So enhance their beautiful state parks, get more visitors visiting. Uh, I think that's a good thing as well. So there, it was a good – It was I, I think it was overall good use. And, again, like I think at the end of the day, I think it was – it was probably too much spending than I would say I would do. But you have the most liberal governor in America combined with – billions of surplus like and, it's, and begging the governor begging for a lot more money than what we spent right so it's hard to tamper that down simultaneously so I, I will give credit leadership did a really good job financially i think we're in a great position we paid off some debt we paid off some there are some budget gimmicks that we used uh delayed payments and stuff we all brought those back in so that's that was well over a billion dollars in this spending so i mean if you look at it $45.2 billion, it says here, $3 billion in federal dollars, so state dollars is 42 well over a billion dollars of gimmicks that were brought back in. So that paid off, paid money off. set aside. Right. I mean, overall, it was it financially puts us in, in, a, in a good spot. I was on uh, Gary Sutton the other day, WSBA, he asked you know, if I would grade this. I would say on finances, it's an A. I would never give Pennsylvania an A in finances, ever, ever. 
but this is pretty good on finances. Could be better. A minus. A. a. I'll give it an A. Okay. Overall spending, I probably give it a C. There was just a lot of stuff in here we didn't need that was built in. But again, it was so much money, um, it was hard to keep it off the table. So we'll see what, what next year brings for the budget. Um, I think there's still some cool stuff we can do. We're opening up three new state parks as well. Yeah, three new state parks. We'll see where they go. I'm, I'm kind of interested in, in that. Yeah, I'm a uh, nature nerd, so yeah, that was something I was excited about. And it's one, one thing Pennsylvania has, right? People mm-hmm. love to see our... our um, what we have to offer as far as outdoor activities and stuff. So it's whether it's summer, winter, fall, spring, um, it's it's really exciting to see that. Our ad campaign isn't as good as New York's. Yeah, but they need an ad campaign. In yeah, New we York. don't spend taxpayer dollars on it either. Right. So um, people just come here. I mean, tourism is one of our number one industries. So it's it's good. Um, it's some, some good stuff. So we'll, we'll see what the future holds. Uh, hopefully, we can uh, hold the line on some stuff. Cool. Uh, there was also, do you want to talk about the like, gun violence stuff? Yeah, we can go over that. Right. So, I mean. So, Republicans get a lot of flack, right? About, right. Oh, you don't do anything about gun violence. Don't do anything about gun violence. When in reality, what Republicans do with gun violence are things that actually work. Mm-hmm. Not banning guns that are just going to stay in the hands of criminals. It goes over, like, there's root causes for stuff. There's a root cause for gun violence. Figure out what the root cause is and go fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not the gun because a lot of gun violence, most gun violence, is from people who illegally obtain guns and don't care about laws. Um, and I never understood going after law-abiding citizens for the crimes of criminals. I don't. That doesn't compute. It never will compute in my brain. I don't understand it. So a couple things. Number one, gun violence is an issue in the city of first class because you have a DA that literally doesn't enforce laws. So we created a little um, called task force committee. Uh, they're going to be looking at that uh, for potential impeachment of the DA in Philadelphia uh, for failure to do his job and keep people safe. Because every day, uh, unfortunately, you see uh, violence in the city of Philadelphia. It is not good. The, you know, it's our largest city. It has a lot of, a lot of value, tourism, econ- economy, etc. The, the healthier Philadelphia is, the healthier Commonwealth is. So Having people die every day, children, at the hands of criminals. As much as we make fun of Philadelphia right. all the time, especially on this podcast, at, at the end of the day, they are part of Pennsylvania. Right. Like you said, the better off they're doing, the better off Pennsylvania as yeah. a whole is doing. Yeah. And it, it's it, it, and they never want to really go after that root cause. Like, it is, it is a social and cultural issue in the city of Philadelphia that is driving it. Keeping kids trapped in failed schools. They have no way out, so they choose a life of violence because mm-hmm. they feel it's their only way out. I mean, that's why you need school choice, get kids in, in good schools. And, like, listen, we put a lot of money in the Philadelphia school district. It's not working. Why? That needs investigated. Where's the Department of Education? Why aren't they improving and their schools? And that's nothing new. The, Philadelphia, right. the parents in Philadelphia schools have been pulling their kids out of public school for decades. Right. And it's the same story everywhere, too, across major cities right. uh, in the United States. You name Detroit, Washington, D.C., spending record amount of money per student, at least, on schools, yet they have some of the worst performing schools in the country. Do you know what they all, all have in common? Run by Democrats. Mm-hmm. And they all have the strictest gun control laws in the country. Yeah. It's almost like <laughs> Democrat policies and gun control policies. I mean, synonymous, but it's almost like they don't work. They don't work. So what do we do? So we put $50 million for a gun violence intervention prevention program. They will go to grants from municipalities, counties, district attorneys, higher education institutions, and local law enforcement agencies to further investigate and prosecute 
firearm-related crimes. And it's not even Philadelphia police. They actually arrest people. It's literally the prosecution. So there's, there's three entities that can prosecute in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, specifically in the city of Philadelphia. There's the DA, there's the attorney general, and then there's the U.S. attorney. Those are the three people that can prosecute crimes. So federally, it has to be a federal crime. So if it's you, not a federal crime, they don't have any. Say. Right, they can't. They can't prosecute for state crimes. So luckily, there's overlap when it comes to criminal offenses. Like they can arrest people for murder and gun crimes, particularly gun crimes, because they they have mandatory minimums and stuff like that at federal level. The attorney general literally was given Josh Shapiro, the attorney general, was literally given concurrent jurisdiction in the city of Philadelphia for two years. Special powers to allow him to handle this. Right. Did nothing. Zero. Zilch. Nothing. And we know about Krasner. He refuses to please. I mean, literally, he, he uses data points like minor thefts under $1,000 are down because he doesn't prosecute anyone if you steal under $1,000. So you have people walking around stores with a calculator saying this is how much this costs. Right. Walking and out with $998.99 worth of stuff. Yeah. And with prices going up, that's only going to get better. Like, right. <laughs> I, as things price themselves above that, people get, well, there's less crimes. There, there's no one stealing things under a penny anymore. Right. <laughs> I mean, he'll, he'll probably have to bump up his $1,000 to $2,000 soon because, you know, that that Biden inflation is really hurting that. <laughs> $1,091. Right. right. So it, it's, it's, it's a problem. And again, it's the prosecution end of it. And listen, it's got to be frustrating for Philadelphia police who are trying to take people off the streets that are harming their friends and neighbors. They live there. They experience this every day. And at some point, the police are going to s- just stop and walk away because they're not going to deal with it. Yeah. And then you have the entire culture of the, the left culture of we hate police. We don't want them. We defund them. And it's, it's only going to make the problem worse because any good cops are going to go where good cops are being hired. Right. The only people are going to be left behind are the bad cops. Yeah. Or just they don't care. Can I even bad? They just don't care. They're going to be there and like. Bad or indifferent. Yeah. I'm Like I'm here. I want to survive. I have a family. I have kids. I'm not sticking my neck out. Like, good luck. We're and honestly, why should they? Right. If the DA's not going to do anything about it, why should they? Right. Right. So a lot of things need to change. One of the main causes of, you see, mass shooters across the board all have the same, same thing. Like, it's mental health illness. And they're all in the system. Every single one was in the system. They are interfaced with the mental health system and police. As a matter of fact, uh, after the fact, you talk to kids in the school, they're like, oh, no, we, we suspected. Like, every single time. How do you fix it? Mental health. Uh, we put $100 million for adult mental health issues statewide. $100 million to increase school safety grants. $135 million allocated police departments for new equipment for hiring and retaining officers. And $105 million on violence prevention, public safety, and safer communities. And we also did some mental health issues for school districts to allow them better to, to help their kids. So, you know, attacking the root causes of the issue and not blaming some inanimate object. Last point I want to hit on with this budget, something that I think lots of people are going to be happy about. Wolf agreed to drop his push to toll the bridges across the Susquehanna River. Right. Which, by the way, the contract would go to foreign companies. Oh, isn't that great? Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know if we've you've heard of these companies in New York, like Wagman and Kinsley and Stewart and Tate. Like, they're big construction companies that do this work. All barred. Out of, out of basic country entities would come in and do the work. So, I mean, it, it's a good thing. I think it would have hurt our, our economy. And I think all those bridges were in Republican districts. Shock. 
right? I wonder how that happened. But there was also a Commonwealth Court ruling that put a permanent say. I don't know if that's going to be appealed anytime soon, uh, but the Commonwealth Court did say uh, Wolf could not, the administration could not move forward with that. So that's some some big stuff. So it was it was some some pretty good wins. You know, I would like to see some bigger wins. I always want to see bigger wins. But, you know, having to negotiate with the Wolf administration on stuff, their big negotiators left end of administration. They had people that really never negotiated anything left. And um, it's just what happens when you have lame ducks. Right. It was very frustrating. And that's why you ended up with kind of a, a late budget. So, you know, next session, it's going to be really we're going to have a new governor, two new appropriations chairs because both House and Senate appropriations chairman lost in uh, in their primaries. So I'm really anxious to see how that plays out next session, who end up being in those positions. You can have a Josh Pirro, Doug Mastriano, their budget secretary. How's that going to roll out? Potential recession on the rise. Um, it's going to be really interesting, I think, next session to see how this unfolds. But Wolf actually signed this budget. Um, he didn't sign all the budgets. And uh, we've actually never have passed a Wolf budget ever, ever. He had his fingerprints in there, here and there, but generally it, we drove the discussion on a lot of these financial and, and management stuff. And that probably stuff. deserves a slow clap. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And listen, like he, he uh, takes full credit for having a rainy day fund, but... <laughs> I'm sure he does. I, listen, like his first budget, he wanted a $12 billion tax increase. You know, constantly want to spend every single penny. They use fake budgeting gimmicks uh, to balance their budgets on, on when he introduces budget and stuff like that. If we let him go, we would have higher taxes and no rainy day fund. So you're welcome, Governor Wolf. You can leave being a successful financier of government because of House Republicans and Senate Republicans saying, we're not doing your bad ideas. So, Success. And now it's time for fake news. Fake, fake news. news. Fake news. All right. The way fake news works is I'm going to read Representative Grove a news headline, and he has to guess whether or not it is real. First headline, Rage Against the Machine talks Roe v. Wade reversal and first show since 2011. Quoting, abort the Supreme Court. That is real. That sounds real to me. That is absolutely real. Do they realize that they are siding with the machine? Right. Rage that, with the machine? <laughs> right. Rage, Rage with, the machine. with the machine. Yeah, I mean, that's the uh, that's the ironic part of Rage. There's supposed to be like this the machine, they've been so successful that they've changed what the machine is. Right. They've become the machine. They have. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, second one. Jill Biden says Texas Hispanics are as unique as breakfast tacos. True. She said that. And she insane. also pr- uh, pronounced bodegas. Did you hear how she no. pronounced it? She said bodegas. Bodegas? Ah. Oh, my gosh. Say it with me. Bodegas. Yes, very good. You can tell these places because they always have incredibly hey, old products. Stuff, like, like, I don't think that's... Listen, I know Jill Biden's not on the ballot, but people voted for her husband, and which brought her. She, they still have yet to find a Biden that they can put out in public. You have uh, the old walking skeleton, yeah, the crackhead, and then you have Miss Bodega. But it's, they can't find a single one yet. It's a winning. Like, I question Delaware voters. He's been a U.S. senator for 20 years. He's been for and against every single issue. And he's he, never been bright. Right, no. But he wasn't senile the whole time. No. He, yeah, but he's never been bright. Now he's just not bright and senile. Right. So Delaware is a small place. It is a small state. But that's the best they have, really. 
I don't believe or that. Or imagine being able to be magically whisked away to Delaware. Hi, I'm in Delaware. 20 years plus. Some of us were born in Delaware and moved out. That's true. I guess all the good ones move out, I right? Yes. I don't know. I, Delaware. Delaware. Ron DeSantis runs ad in California asking liberals not to move to Florida. I hope he did that. I hope that's real. It'd be a good idea, but unfortunately, that's a Babylon Bee article. That oh. is fake news. Dang it. Dang it, Bobby. Uh, I'm sure Greg Abbott would love to do that in Texas, too, because yeah. they're very worried about... Yeah, especially the with the Florida, growth of Austin right now. Yeah, right. Austin's out of control. The uh, impact. I mean, it's it's just it's two months growth at one time on top of having ultra liberals from California moving in. Because mm-hmm. they like no offense, like they they come in because they want better life quality, and then they vote how they used to vote, transitioning to what they ran away from. Full, full offense, they're idiots. Right. I don't know what else they'd expect. That that's the frustrating part. Like there's a great quality of life in a location because you're voting a certain way and have a certain viewpoint in life. Other people come in to enjoy that because they didn't like their old way of life because how they voted, and then they bring that in. And because it, it elections have consequences. consequences. Say it with us, children. I'm a plus-size teacher, and my students beg me not to eat them. I don't even know where to go with that. Um, fake. Let it be fake news, please. That's from be. the New York Post. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Can we talk about how much of a savage those kids are? How? Don't eat me! Was that real? Yeah. A teacher actually said that. Yeah. She said, I'm a plus-size teacher, and I have students that beg me not to eat them. You, I don't even know. You you know you got an issue when people are like, please, no, don't eat no. me. I don't even know. I don't even know. All right. My third-grade teacher once bit me in the hand. She know. said I smelled like melted cheese. So buttery. Oklahoma man says Bigfoot made him kill his fishing partner. I'm going to say that really happened. Are you sure? It said Oklahoma man, not Florida man. I know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it happened. It did. That's from the Daily Beast. That is a real article. I was actually usually in the morning when I'm having my coffee at work. I just page through the news, go through my emails. And when I was paging through the news, I, I saw this article. I immediately got my phone, clicked. That's a new fake news article fake right news, there. Right, yeah, right. That one came right to me. I mean, I've heard Jesus made me do it. Yeah. Why not Bigfoot? Satan made me do it. Bigfoot? Was he wearing a bull costume? <laughs> No, but I heard he had a ton of ragu sauce in his fishing boat. All right. (laughs) That's all we got for you today. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Grove Grove Unleashed. Grove Unleashed. This has been Grove Unleashed. Check out all of our content at repgrove.com slash mypodcast. And check out all Pennsylvania House Republican podcasts at pahousegop.com slash mypodcasts. (laughs) Woo!